Hey everybody, and here we are back together again for another episode of the Smart Money Gal podcast. I'm very happy that you're joining me today because we are gonna talk more about money. Surprising, I know, right? Considering that the name of the podcast is a Smart Money Gal, but I wanted to really come on and talk to you today about the top eight money blocks that people face and how to turn them around. And you may be really surprised at how easy it is But what you have to keep in mind is that it all starts with you. And I want to put a little disclaimer out there behind my dividers in the background are my dogs. (laughs) So they're sound asleep right now, but I'm sure at some point, if they hear the slightest anything, they're going to start barking and I'm going to just ignore them. So I apologize for that in advance if it does happen. But, you know, if you're struggling to reach the level of wealth that you desire, the issue may be right between your ears. And I tell people this all the time that it's all in the mindset and it's easy to blame your job, your upbringing, your ex for some of your financial woes, if not all of them. But how you handle your relationship with money is all on you. Yes, all on you. So we're going to talk about the things that um, are just the stumbling blocks in a lot of people's lives. And I know there's probably more than eight, but I'm coming with to you with what I see in working with clients, what their largest money blocks are. And we're gonna work through them together. And I'm gonna give you some quick and easy tips. Now, ultimately, when we go through any of these podcasts, if you ever wanna sit and have a conversation with me, whether over coffee, if you're comfortable enough to do that, or over Zoom, I am here. So not only am I gonna go over all the information with you and educate you and encourage you to move forward again, it all starts with you. So um, your, your attitude about money greatly affects the results that you experience. And I wanna talk just for a couple minutes where if you have been following me for years, I started in the industry in 2004, you've seen probably over the past 18 months, I've really started to incorporate coaching Um, I've always been a consultant and part of consulting people, you coach them, you give them the encouragement, you give them the education and you give them the insight, what they need to move forward. But I really started bringing in coaching right around the time that we started experiencing COVID. Now I did do some coaching in the past with, with Dave Ramsey and his team. I am a Ramsey solution master financial coach. And I did do some coaching, um, probably back in, you know, 2017 and 2018, But when COVID hit, I found myself spending so much time on the phone with clients, really just reassuring them, not only about their finances, we always did talk about their finances, what was going on with their accounts and in their life, their financial life. But we really started talking about the things that they were afraid of, the things that COVID was now we were facing this black swan event that came into our lives that I can pretty much say, I don't think anybody was prepared for. So I found myself coaching people and and getting in the right mindset of, you're gonna be okay. This will pass at some point. Now, I think we all thought it was gonna pass sooner than what it it has, but I spent a lot of time coaching people. And I went and I got a certification in mindset coaching. And I know for some of you who are tuning in, they're like, mindset coaching, I, you know, Sometimes people hear the word mindset and they don't think that it all starts up here, but it really does. How you approach anything in life starts with your mind. 
how you feel about something, how you are afraid of something or how you're hopeful or how you're sad or happy. It all starts in your mind and your mind has tremendous, tremendous control over your, your existence and where you end up in your life. So I wanted to just explain to you, not only do I do money consulting as well and help you plan for your retirement, for when your babies are born, for when you get married, all of those very important things for when you retire. I'm working with quite a few clients right now who are retiring. I'm there to still consult you on all of that. But in addition to that, if you just can't figure out why you can't get unstuck from what you're doing to really get a good handle on your money, understand that I'm there to help coach you through what you're facing. And today I'm going to coach you through the money block. So I have my notes. So I apologize if you see me looking down, but as always, I have a lot of information that I want to share with you. So money block number one, money is the root of all evil. How many people have heard that growing up, um, you know, around your family or the kitchen table, or you heard an adult speaking about it? Money is the root of all evil. Now, if you think this, amassing a lot of money and reaching a certain level of success in your life and a level of abundance, it's just not going to be easy. And it's probably not going to happen because if you feel that money is the root of all evil, why would you want to own it? Because when we hear that word evil, it just has this feeling and it just has this idea that, you know, oh, this is evil or that person's evil or this movie is evil or this, you know, whatever is evil. It just doesn't make you feel really good. But, and, and most of us, I know for me, you know, you have a strong reaction when you hear the idea of the word that something is evil. Money itself is not evil. Money is a piece of paper. Money is a metal coin. Money just might be a number associated with a bank balance. So it's not evil. It's neutral. It's just something. Okay. What you do with money is what matters. Let me repeat that. <laughs> what you do with money is what matters. Money itself is not the root of all evil. If you use money in a positive, um, wonderful way to not only take care of yourself and take care of your family, but maybe you have an abundance in your life and you help other people. If you use money in a positive, good, encouraging, empowering way with other people, that's what it, that, that keeps it from being evil. Now, if you go out and you're doing seedy things with money and you're doing things that don't uplift other people, then that's where you could see this, this dark meaning of money as the root of all evil. But you know what? The, the turnaround in all of this is just remember that money is a way of easily transferring value between people. That's really all that it is. So money block number one, money is the root of all evil. It isn't. The turnaround to that is just remember without reading so much into it, that money is just a way of easily transferring value between people. What you do with money is what makes it good or bad. Make sense? Hope so. Money block number two, only greedy people want a lot of money. Now, growing up, um, I didn't hear it in, I guess, this particular way, but <clears throat> I did hear it where if we saw, 
you know, another family or another couple, maybe they had a nicer house or they drove a nicer car um, or anything like that. It immediately made them um, not good people. And, you know, part of that traveled over into my young adult life where I would see somebody who was very successful, who wasn't flaunting it. They were just living their life and provided by the means that they had. And I immediately reverted back to things that I had heard growing up in my environment that, um, you know, they think they're better than us. That's not the case, you know, but you have to understand where is that block coming from? So money block number two, only greedy people want a lot of money. Now it is true. There are greedy people out there who want money and there are greedy people who flaunt it and um, look down on you and they exist. I mean, they, they are in our world, but I have had the privilege of meeting some very, very successful people in my life, multi, multi millionaires. And they were some of the nicest people I have ever met. Very philanthropic, very interested in other people and in helping them and helping them bring their visions and their dreams alive. So, you know, it, it is true that those greedy people are out there. Okay. We all maybe have some of them in our lives or we see in a celebrity environment where we do see that, but <clears throat> There are a lot of, there are plenty of non-greedy people out there that would enjoy having money too. Um, money gives you options. Money gives you freedom. They, these are things that everybody wants in their life. And I can speak for myself and for my husband. You know, we are very successful. We have been very successful. And we look at opportunities to give back give back to our community, give back to our family, give back to our friends, give back to however we can. You know, we look for the opportunities to give back. I wouldn't consider us greedy people in the least bit whatsoever. Um, but again, you know, those people exist. So the turnaround and all of that is just understand that money can give you, gives you the means to create the life that you want. Okay. So money block number two, only greedy people want a lot of money. That's not true. They exist, but it doesn't mean that it's everybody. And understand that money can give you the means to create the life that you want. If you want a life where you're driving all the, the best cars and living in all over the world in a bunch of different houses and flaunting your money out there, that's your choice to do that. If you're interested in having what you need and being able to give back to other people, you can do that as well. So just realize not only greedy people want money. <clears throat> money block number three, people won't like me if I have a lot of money. Are you worried that you're going to be lonely or scorned for having money? What is the number one thing that um, happens when people win the lottery? They get all kinds of relatives that they didn't even realize were out there, right? They all come rushing in and saying, well, you know, hey, what about me? It's congratulations, uncle or cousin or aunt or second, third cousin or whoever. You know, people come running out of the woodwork because they just want something from that person. But if you are afraid that you are going to be lonely or scorned because you have money, then you're really going to struggle with creating wealth. Because I, I kind of look at it like this. You know, I can remember years and years and years ago, 30 years ago, 30 plus years ago, starting to age myself here. Um, I remember what it was like to have just what I needed to get by. And as life 
um, has gotten, uh, have I, as I've gotten older, as I become more successful, I look back and I'm like, you know what? I see the people in my life who were there when they didn't have much. And I see the people that are in my life now when I'm successful. And I look at the people who showed up later in life for a reason or whatever. And I look at the people who stayed with me all the way along. And even though that group is small, um, they're still there. And if you're worried about, you know, being successful because you may lose friends or, you know, you may gain friends, you need to understand that the turnaround is there are going to be people that wouldn't like you if you dyed your hair a different color. Okay. There are going to be people who don't like you if you vote for a different, you know, political party, if you have a differing an opinion. I've seen this so much lately that people can't really just express how they feel or their opinion without being attacked. Um, if, you know, there are going to be people that are going to be, that are going to like you no matter what. And there's going to be people who are going to like you because of who you are. So it, everything that you do, you need to understand is going to create new friends or force you to lose others. So if you're worrying your whole life about being too successful and trying to keep it just mediocre, who are you doing that for? Are you doing that for yourself? Or are you doing that for how you appear to other people? Because this is your life, your life. Um, you need to live it the best way possible and you will have the people in your life that should be there and the good people are going to stay there. And as I've gotten older, I have a smaller quantity of friends, but I'll tell you what, man, the quality of friends that I have, the quality of people who are in my life is just unbelievable because I'm living my life for me and I'm living my life in a way that I'm blessing other people. And that type of energy is only going to attract good, positive energy. So money block number three, people won't like me if I have a lot of money. People aren't going to like you anyway for one reason or another, or they're going to love you. So don't spend your time worrying about if you have money that people aren't going to like you. So let's do a little bit of a recap if you're just joining. We're talking about the top eight money blocks. Money block number one, money is the root of all evil. No. Money is just the transfer of value between people. Number two, only greedy people want a lot of money. Not true. The turnaround is understanding that money gives you the means to create the life that you want. And number three, which is the one that we were just on, people won't like me if I have a lot of money. People are going to love you or hate you anyway. And I say that when people meet me, you're going to love me and you're going to hate me. You know, I'm not going to lose sleep either way. But you need to have that understanding that, you know, don't waste your life worrying about what other people are saying about you. Okay, money block number four. I'm just not good with money. Well, <clears throat> this is probably one, if not one of the top three probably that I deal with when I work with clients. They just have zero relationship with money. They have zero interest or desire to manage it. So money block number four, I'm just not good with money. Well, believing that you can't manage money will stop you from accumulating it and will allow what money it is that you do have, even if it's in chaos, manage you. So the turnaround, it's really simple. Learn how you relate to money and learn how to manage your life. And I know that that sounds really 
I don't know, simplistic, but it is. And this is what I try to explain to people. If, and I know you're listening, when I meet women, they usually come in to me and they have a bunch of envelopes of statements that aren't opened. They can't begin to tell me where their accounts are. They don't know when the last time was, if ever, that they sat down and they talked with anybody about their finances and their financial life. Well, that's because you don't have a healthy relationship. You either don't have any relationship whatsoever or you don't have a healthy relationship with money. So the very first thing is you have to find out what your money personality is. And yes, I've probably said this on, I don't know, four or five of my podcasts. You need to figure out how you relate to money. You need to figure out what your money personality is. And you could be a combination of a couple. I'm a combination of a couple of different personalities. There's five money personalities. You have the saver, the security seeker, you have the flyer, the risk taker, and the spender. Most people are a combination of two. I am, believe it or not, I am a combination of the security seeker and the spender because I want to make sure that everything is taken care of in my life, both now and in the future. Check. We've done that. We know that when we get to retirement age, however old that is, that we are going to be taken care of because we're making taking the steps that we need to now to prepare for all that. But I also like to spend money. I like to spend money on family, on friends, on vacations. I like to spend money. Um, but I only do that because there's a balance in my life. So I'm making sure everything's taken care of by that piece of me that just needs that security. I think a lot of that has to be with being a woman too, is knowing that everything's taken care of and anything happens to me, our life insurance is in place, our income is covered, our you know retirement is, is there. We have everything taken care of because it's very important. So because of that, I know that I can have that personality where I do spend money. So you need to understand, first of all, how you relate to money. I have a money personality quiz. I'm going to make sure that once this podcast is, is up and running, the, the link for the quiz is underneath of it so that you can take it. It takes five minutes. I had it custom done so that it didn't take a lot of time and it, you're answering simple questions. And you know what? In all seriousness, I don't even get the results. The results come to you so that they're private. Now, what I encourage you to do is share them with me. Because that will help me know that when we talk with each other or we work together, I'm going to be able to talk in a way that you understand it or that resonates with you because I'm going to understand your personality and I'm going to understand what it is that you feel comfortable talking about or maybe what it is that you're looking for. So it's very, very important to take your money personality test and your quiz. It's not a test. You don't have to study for it. It's not a pass or fail. It's a very simple quiz. That's the first thing. Next thing then, you just have to educate yourself. That's it. I do what I do. Probably 75% of what I do for a living is educating people. 100% of what I do is empowering people. But I spend a, a tremendous amount of time educating people, whether it's through seminars or it's through webinars or it's through articles or posts or podcasts. I educate people. So you need to understand what your money personality is, and then you need to educate yourself. There is no excuse for anyone not to have the, ne the knowledge necessary 
to manage and handle their money, period. Whether you're getting that education through me or you have another financial advisor that's, you know, doing a great job with education and keeping you posted and, you know, there is no reason that you can, you do not have a handle on your financial life. Don't give me an excuse that, you know, you're too busy or, you know, what are you too busy doing? Living? What are you too busy doing? Traveling? What is it? If you don't take time to get a handle on your money, all of those things that you're too busy doing are going to disappear because you're not going to be able to financially afford them. So money block number four, I'm not good with money. The turnaround, learn how you relate to money, learn how it manages you and learn how to get it in check to manage your life. And, you know, I want to just kind of give a little, a little uh, side note here. Um, how many people like listening to music? How many people out there are, you know, um, you know, like like playing video games? How many people do things in their life that they have to remember, that they have to study, that they have to um, memorize, that they have to? We have so many things in our life that like we can recite because it interests us. Your money should interest you. Where you're going to be in retirement, where you're going to be in the next two years, three years, four years, where you're going to be in the new year should interest you. It really should, because in the world that we live in, we have to make sure we're taking care of ourselves. Don't assume somebody else is going to take care of you. And I want to explain my direct approach to this. I'm going to just take a, a second in, in the middle of all these to just explain to you. I'm a very direct person. I was born and raised in the Philadelphia area. And for those people who are from up north, they know that we have pretty a no-nonsense um, personality. When I moved to the south, I tried to change that to fit in with the bless your hearts of the world and I'm here if you need me kind of thing. But what I really realized probably halfway into my career in finance was people respected me for me. People wanted me to say to them, you know, you've got to get a handle on things. You have to, I have to be, you have to be accountable. You're responsible. And as soon as I really started running my career, you know, authentically, I realized that I was really able to change more people's lives because I was being honest. Because when I meet my clients, you know, and we all know I work with women pretty much exclusively, um, they just want somebody to kind of stop the fluff, stop, you know, throwing all this bells and whistles, just speak the truth. And I've had some really hard conversations with some women who, you know, I had to tell them, your children are going to bleed you dry and you are not going to have anything in retirement. And then which one of them do you think you're going to be able to live with? And it stops them in their tracks or they're working with an advisor that is only looking out for themselves. And I see a lot of those advisors out there. They don't care specifically about you. They don't care if you run out of money, how that's going to affect them. You know, they're, they're not they're, they're not looking at it as, um, you know, I have to look out for you, even though they have a responsibility to do that. So I notice that the more I am direct with somebody, the more they appreciate it. And you need to understand I'm coming at it from a place of love. I'm coming at it from a place of this is what I do for a living. I see what happens when people don't need don't do what they need to do to get into the place in life that they need to get to. I see people who are in their 30s who tell me, ah, I'm not going to be retired until I'm 60. I don't need to prepare for my life till I get closer to that. Really? 
How many people thought that when COVID hit? They lost their jobs. Some people lost their lives. Their entire world turned around. And these are people who didn't have life insurance because they were young or they didn't need it. They did nothing to plan for the fact that they lost their job, how it would affect them and their family. They didn't look forward whatsoever to, you know, anything that would happen to their health, how that would affect them. We do not know what's going to happen tomorrow and we're not promised tomorrow. So you need somebody in your life who cares about you enough to have those hard conversations. I'm one of those people. So understand if you ever call me, I may press you on certain things, but I'm coming at it from a place of love and making sure that you get yourself situated. Okay. So back onto the money blocks, money block number five. Thanks for letting me do that little. I just wanted to tell you how I felt. Okay. Money block number five. I grew up poor. If you grew up poor or spent a significant portion of your adult life struggling with money, it's possible that you've become really uncomfortable talking about money, like where you don't want to talk about it at all because you never had it. You never had to deal with it. So it's just, it's just a very, it's, it's a sore spot. Maybe your parents never talked about it because you didn't have anything, but maybe just because of circumstances, you knew that your family didn't have a lot of money and maybe you're just, you're just not comfortable talking about it at all. I want to just put this turnaround out there to, to you. <clears throat> Take a chance on life with more options and less financial pressure. So I know somebody who's very near and dear to my heart and he grew up in an environment where there wasn't a lot of money and they didn't talk about it. And he has become a very successful young man. And it's still hard for him to, I think, process that. And we're working through that, but it's really hard for him to process, you know, I'm going to be better off than my parents. You know, how do I have that? How's that going to be handled? Um, you know, I hope that our children, all five of them are way more successful than we are. I want them to excel and I want them to, to be more successful and wealthy than we are. That's every parent's hope and wish. So I don't want you to be stuck in this stigma of I didn't have any money or I grew up poor and now you're afraid to become successful because maybe you don't know how that's going to be received with your family. Maybe you don't know how that's actually going to feel because you've never had to deal with it. Just take a chance, take a chance on yourself about being successful and have those conversations if you feel uncomfortable about that. But money block number five, I grew up poor, the turnaround, take a chance on yourself. You can always go back to your previous life and your lifestyle if having money just isn't for you. But I've been doing this for almost 20 years. I've never had anybody who started becoming successful say, you know what? I want to go back to those days where it was really hard for me. I've never had that happen. Money block number six, I'll have time when I'm older to worry about my finances. Now we kind of touched on this a little bit. This is a huge, huge money block. Time matters a lot when you're investing. Waiting too long to get serious about saving and investing can and will ruin your financial future. Now, the turnaround in all of this is you really need to sit down and talk with somebody you feel comfortable with, whether it's with me, because I'm here to talk with you, you know, about anything that you want to talk about when it comes to your finances. I'm not here to judge you. I'm here to meet you where you're at. You need to sit down and talk with somebody like me or another financial professional that you feel comfortable with and talk to them about your future. Talk to them about what it is you want. Talk about what income you want. Talk about where, where you want to live or what you want to do. And if you don't feel comfortable doing that, 
go out online and find some savings calculator. And that will give you an idea if you're 30 or 40, what you want your income to look like at 60 or 65. And then literally what you may have to have saved to set aside to spin off that income. So do some education, do some due diligence, talk with me, talk with somebody else you feel comfortable with. If not, spend an afternoon with a cup of coffee and just go online and look at some savings calculators. They're everywhere. I know Fidelity used to have a great one. They're everywhere that allow you to figure out how much money you're going to need to have set aside to have the income that you want in retirement. Just do it. Educate yourself. Act on it. Start putting a plan in place. Realize how powerful time and compound interest can be and understand that there are products and strategies that are out there that can help you accomplish your goals in a way that you never thought were possible. So please make sure that you go out and you, and you explore. So I, I'll have time when I'm older to worry about finances, turn around, sit down, talk with somebody, Google it, do a calculator, start doing what you need to do to get your financial house in order. There's a great quote, knowledge is power. It's a great quote. We've all heard it, but you need to apply that knowledge for it to really become powerful. So make sure that you're sitting down and that you are empowering your financial life. Money block number seven, I'll just give it all away now. This is a common symptom of those with money blocks that manage to accumulate some extra money and they feel bad because they have it. So they just don't feel right, so they give it all away. The turnaround is it's great to be able to help other people, but you have to first make sure you're taking care of yourself and your family to be in a better position to help other people. So just if you think you're going to give it all away, that's great. If that's what you want to do, I've said that. If I hit the lottery, I'm going to keep what we need to pay what we have to pay off, and then I'm going to give the rest of it away. That's how I've always felt. I felt that my entire life. Um, but again, if you heard what I said, I would make sure that Myself, my family, we were taken care of before we gave it all away. Money block number eight, as we get ready to wrap up the show. I don't deserve it. I don't deserve to be successful. I don't deserve to be wealthy. This is the number one common money block that I face with my female clients. Let me ask you a question. Who says that you don't deserve it? Do you have this still small voice, maybe from an ex? or a family or uh, a business partner or you know what is causing that who is telling you that you don't deserve it maybe you just don't believe that maybe you're smart enough when it comes to money or that you're worthy enough to be financially comfortable in your life but whatever the reason it is a huge huge block in your life and the turnaround is realize that you deserve anything that you are willing to work for and you are also, you need to realize that you need to assume the consequences for the things that you don't make the effort for. So you have to believe that you're, in, that you're not, you're entitled to it. You have to believe that you deserve it, that, you know, there's enough money in the world for you because there is, you have to believe it. And if you're at that point in your life where you don't believe it, borrow my belief in the fact that you can do it, that you do deserve it. And work with me until I get you to a point where you believe that about yourself as well. Okay. So I, I want to just go back and real quick 
talk about what the top eight money blocks are. If you want to talk to me one-on-one -on -one, more about what they are, you know, call me, we can have that conversation. Money block number one, money is the root of all evil. We know that's not true. Money block number two, only greedy people want a lot of money. That's not true. Money block number three, people won't like me if I have a lot of money. People aren't going to like you one way or another anyway. So why waste your life waiting for approval from them? Money block number four, I'm not good with money. Take the money personality test. Educate yourself. Figure out how you relate. Money block number five, I grew up poor. Don't, you know, don't penalize yourself for that. Take a chance on yourself. If you don't like it, you can go back to not having money. But I guarantee you that's not going to happen. Money block number six, I'll have time when I'm older to worry about my finances. Not as much time as you have right now. So make sure that you sit down with a financial professional or you find a calculator that you need and, um, and sit down with somebody who's going to be this bold and honest with you and, and look at you in the eye and say, you need to do this, this, and this, and, and is willing to have those hard conversations. Money block number seven, I'll just give it all away. Great. Make a bunch of money, take care of yourself, take care of others. That's wonderful. Money block number um, eight, I don't deserve to be wealthy, according to who? So can you see how your beliefs about money are negatively affecting your life and your finances? Take some time, rewatch this podcast, and let me know what you think. And, you know, I'm always here to help. And the best way to get connected with me is go out to www.talkwithjennifer.com. It brings you right to my calendar that shows my availability. And always remember that only you can resolve to solve your money blocks and create the life that you want. So thanks for letting me go over a little bit today. And um, I look forward to seeing you again and talking to you again the next time that I come back. Have a great day, everybody.